podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all that thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. Hello, welcome back to episode 129 of the Dishonomics podcast. Most importantly, before the podcast, make sure you grab tickets to the live show December the 1st at Singapore in Shoreditch slash Old Street. Come, we're going to talk about the election. The election will be about 12 days after. So this is an opportunity to learn, debate, bus joke, get some food, get some drink. There'll be a DJ and I like my boy DJ Levels. will be hosted by the great Monica Lee. So make sure you grab your tickets. They're on shubs.com. So just Google this one makes shubs. You should find them or go to my Insta or Twitter. The links will be in the description of this podcast. Speaking of election, I'm joined by Hussein. What's going on? How's it going, man? You all right? Not bad, not bad. So for the people who don't know you, who are you? I always tell my guests to disclose as much or as little information as they want to. <laughs> I guess we'll find a nice balance there. Yeah. Uh, Hussein Hassan. Uh, 23-year-old from Northwest London. Book. <laughs> I said, but you ever had any other Northwest Londoners here, have you? Uh, no, I've, I've had one. No, I've had a few. Of, I've had a few of my people then, but I never really say they're from Northwest because maybe they're yeah. ashamed. I don't know. Nah, no, I'll be honest. You have to wear that with your chest. Yeah, there aren't fact. a lot of us. Yeah, why? Like you don't hear about Northeasterners, do you? Yeah, that well, North or East really exists. It's just North. It's just North and Northwest. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, that is weird. How does like I don't know. Movie. Like I don't know. Maybe it's because we're proud people, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We separate. But um, so what is your? How did you find? Obviously, you're interested in politics. So how did that start? I'll be honest. Just growing up in a house, growing up in a house, and being like one of the younger brothers, and like all my other brothers, just like watching like CNN or like BBC News mm. every day. Al Jazeera. Oh, really? yeah, okay. yeah, I literally just grew up in politics, so it's literally part of my life now. So when I like go to work, or back when I go to when I used to go to university, it was just something I do on the bus, on the train mm. to university, just keep an eye on everything that's going on in the world, you know. Okay, so do you have any political allegiances? Where do you sit the political spectrum? If you see yourself that way, I would say left leaning, definitely. Yeah, because I obviously grew up in a time where Tony Blair was like yes. prime minister. And um, yeah, I think I think that's that stayed with me because I've obviously lived through several uh, Labour governments, and then currently we're living through a Conservative government. And if anything, that's that's like renewed my like Labour allegiance yeah, kind yeah. of thing because I've seen life uh, living under a Labour government and currently through a Conservative Conservative government, and you know. I liked it better back then. Yeah. Okay. Put it that way. Okay, cool. So this is pretty cool that we have a... Because I think some of the political people I get... So I've got some of my boys, they're a bit more centre, centre, centre-right. So it's good that we have a bit of like a left centre. So um, this week, obviously election stuff is in full flow now. Loads and loads of stuff have come out in the media. So we're going to go through some of the things that we see. And we can talk about stuff that we think is cap, something that some of the stuff that we think is... Bro, I, oh, think, I think I think the majority of it is cap, man. It's a bit much of a shit show. I think currently it's like we have dumb and dumb and running for the elections, and <laughs> like it, honestly, it's like two choices. Like, like you have to make a choice out of like two bad candidates. So it's interesting you say um, as a Labour 
um, Labour support, I would say someone who's more left leaning. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for them. Yeah, but I don't think Jeremy Corbyn will win. I don't, I wanna I wanna agree. I don't. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he did win because obviously what things that polls don't take into account is people have never voted for before or been engaged. And obviously you've got the new young people. What Labour did really, really well last election time was get a high proportion of young people to vote and register. And obviously Labour, they tend to dominate um, the 16 to 24, um, even the like 24 to 35, they tend to dominate that, yeah. that, um, that age range. I have a very sneaky feeling that a lot of Britain sympathizes with um, Boris Johnson, which is I think which is I, quite I, tet- I, petrified. I, I don't understand though. Like every time I hear Boris Johnson, I hear likable. I don't understand like where people have gotten that this. From. Is why I say the world is mad, bro. Because like when you when you when you look at other people who are likable so let's take for example drake or uh, or anthony joshua apparently or drake is not likable either you got booed off stage the other day oh, don't mind those 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 <laughs> are emos bro like those people boo their moms bro um if you look at something like drake or rihanna or anthony joshua or ovi or beyonce like there's certain characters that have charming um presentable attractive like lim- next limited or no public scandal yeah Boris Johnson, scruffy, violently overweight. He's got like a dissertation of scandal and comments that literally disrespect. Pick a subgroup. Yeah. He, he, Boris has got smoke for them. You get me? Letterboxes and all sorts. Bruh, he said people dressed up as like letterboxes. He, he referred to um, kids in Africa as picnics with the watermelon smiles. He's, he's oh, what did he say about um, the LGBT community? Something like, he says so many mad stuff. And even when you speak to him on policies and stuff, he's contradicting himself. He rambles, doesn't answer questions right. So how has he managed to finesse his likability tag as a Mazine? I can't. Do, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? I think his... Because he's so unpolished next to all the other politicians, I feel like everyone thinks he's a bit of an idiot and therefore he's trustworthy. You're not going to get duped by a person that's less intelligent than you, mm. are you? So I feel like, I don't know, maybe people are a bit more and I trusting think, of him. I think tr- we saw a bit of that with Trump. Like, it's like, oh, Trump is clearly different to Hillary. Like, he's not one of them. Like, he's yeah. just, because of the language Trump used and saying yeah. things that probably many Americans think but are too yeah. scared to say. I think Boris might tick that box. So in terms of like some of the stuff that these, um, as you call them, dumb and dumb, I like that. Because that's how I feel about both of them. Um, so I think Boris, so I regularly, every, pretty much every day or day and a half, I will go on the Labour's Twitter feed, the Lib Dems Twitter feed and uh, Conservative Twitter feed and see what they're, what they're tweeting and literally everything's always, to me, it's cap. So what do you think of, okay, so Boris has um, said he wants to put like, he wants to make like 6,000... 6,000 more hospitals, something something to do with general, like way more reduced GP waiting times, all this type of stuff. What do you think? Um, I, think that's just, I think that's just politics talk, man. Mm. Everyone promises the world and delivers minimally. You know, I think that's just politics, like 101, like over, um, over promise, under, under, under deliver. Under deliver. That, that's just them. Mm. Now, what uh, the Labour Party want to bring like free? No, 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 no. We're, we're, we're talking about Labour. We're like, talking about Labour. And tomorrow they're going to tell me they're going to give me a Bentley. Like, do you yeah. understand? Like, I, I don't know what to believe. Mm. But I'm pretty sure um, they said that last election in the 2010 election with David Cameron, and they've like cut 
they've cut work wages or something like that. I was reading it in like a couple of weeks ago. Basically, so with um, so thankfully, I've got like I know a lot of people that work in the NHS. NHS so two people especially who are very, 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 very near to me. Like they give me all just their doctors, successful doctors doing their thing. In fact, one's now a GP. Um, and as well, I know like a barrage of nurses as well. And so what happens is they say that we're, oh, we're putting in, let's say, this is the conservative, this is what they've been doing for the last nine years. Because what, Cameron 2010? Yeah. So the last nine years, especially in the last like five years, oh yes, we're going to pump in two billion into NHS. What we don't understand is they're making loads and loads of backdoor cuts. Loads and loads of back, like even today, I was, I was calling about um, a GP, but I wanted to get a GP appointment. And I was like, oh, um, not like I want to get an appointment because I haven't been feeling great in the last two weeks. So right. I was like, oh, can I, um, can I, can I do a walk-in? They're like, due to cuts, like we can't even do walk-ins anymore. Like, and if you go to, I'm sure quite a lot of people who've been to hospitals and they've heard people say due to cuts. And when you look at, um, as an economist, I look at, okay, what is the GDP spend in relation to other countries similar to the UK? Okay. Like France, Germany, Sweden, oops, like all the basic, basically the the more um, Develop your, the developing European countries. We're like the lowest spent in GDP per capita, um, GDP as a whole in our public services, in the NHS. But that's politics for you because they'll tell you since Labour governments, they've increased uh, the amount they spent as a percentage of their GDP on health. Yeah. And that's technically true. But, yeah, it is true. Yeah. Cause, but, cause, but we need more money. Do you understand? The system needs revamped. So it's it's funny because um it's just because that would be the headline, and yeah. then like people would be like, Oh yeah, the Tories are, are doing well because they're actually correct. Exactly. So let's go on to some let's go on to we leave Labour Flux, they've got the most controversial Liberal Democrats. Um I saw a post where they said um they want to give every I think working working age adults, so working age is what, 16 to 64, £10,000 to develop like skills and stuff like that, which I don't, obviously, when you think about it, that's an insane amount of money because it's like 34 million working age adults. Yeah. So 34 times by 10 grand, of course. Yeah. So obviously it depends like how they implement it. Is it going to be upfront? Is it going to be, you have access to draw it? How does it work? But that sounds very, very like ludicrous. Like everybody's got access to 10 bags to do what course or the, that's a lot of money. Obviously, I don't think all of that money will be spent because there will be a lot of people that won't actually access it. Like, of course. There's a certain percentage of the population that have already been to university and whatnot. Yeah. And that will probably be one of those things that yeah. if you've already, like... Because in university, you can't... You probably can't get it. Yeah, or if you've already done an ACCA, you probably got... So, yeah. But obviously, when... As a um, as a punter, would I say, you're looking at all these parties, hmm, who am I going to... You're hearing that, you're thinking... That's a good idea. Like, I'd love for me and when my kids are a certain age, there's £10,000. Like, oh, they could do a course in this. They could do a course in that. You yeah, get me? Yeah, I, I remember something even better. I remember when people used to go to university for free. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was back in <laughs> My brothers went to university for free and mm. didn't pay a single thing. Yeah. It's mad. What a better time. Yeah. But £10,000 uh, to what? Like, learn a trade or something like that, I assume. Mm, yeah. Or no, I'm not sure. It could be a professional qualification. It could be a trade. I'm. Always, this is the thing with these policies. Until the manner, even the manifestos, yeah, they're very, like, they, they're bored. very vague. Yeah, they're, they're very vague. They're open for man interpretation, and, and obviously that's by design. Yeah. So if man does get lit, they'll be like, oh, but we really meant. Hear what though? Yeah. Caveats. Yeah, hella caveats, bro. Like so, that's the thing. 
So I thought that was interesting. Okay, let's um, leave to the Lib Dems. Let's talk about. No, wait, hold on. With the Lib Dems, uh, emails were produced of them actually thinking of uh, forming a coalition government with the Conservatives. Did you? What's the Conservatives? That? Yeah, I think it was the Tories. Yeah. What? I saw something about them linking up with. Um, who was it? I was reading stuff about um, their man. Is it SNP? Oh, I think it? it was more SNP and the Labour's. Yeah, um, no, 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 it was against Labour basically to stop Brexit. Uh, like a Brexit coalition um, pact they were trying to form. And obviously Labour, Labour don't, were like, no, 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 we can't join that. But let's forget that. What, emails leaked that they're trying to link up with the, yeah, with the ops. Yeah, they were using quite like derogatory language and whatnot about us as, as the people as well. I'll forward you the link if I Oh, have please. I'm about to have a field day when I get home. Quick, <laughs> These, they were actually to demand them dirty again. Because remember, they did it, what, yeah, with, oh, 2010? With, 2010, um, and then they got sidelined. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, Nick Clegg wanted to, Nick Clegg was such a such a fuck, yeah. He wanted to be at that VIP table by force that he set his party back how many years? Right, it's ridiculous, man. Yeah. All of them, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, that's, I, people who listen to our podcast know know how I feel about politicians. It's, it's just human nature. You, you're trying to you're trying to make it to the top. That is nuts. Okay, I'm going to check that out. And I'll obviously update the listeners with that. So Labour. Have a look at this. Okay, show me. Hold on. There you go. Five of... Bloody hell. It's a video. I'm trying to find... The... Here you go. Have a look at that. Okay, so... Liberal Democrats say leaked emails keep challenging bad NHS bans. Okay, cool. There's a lot. The Yellow Bastards, as a Tories called... (laughs) That's a joke. I'm <laughs> uh, so still not happy with the government NHS reform plans. Elite, okay, let me read the e- leaked emails. Um, there is a view that we should keep quiet. Say we had a victory and I hope no one noticed this stuff. But I think that it's not realistic. The plans remain bad for the NHS. Go beyond the coalition agreement and we insist of sovereignty of conference on major issues, not in the CA coalition agreement. God damn. There was a load, there was a load of them emails. I agree with Charles and Andrew, and we'll say further. Shirley shares views below broadly, I believe. We achieved the victory, but that was about not war. There are still very key issues that are not misatisfied. These are the duty of Secretary of State. Okay, then I'm not going to read this, but sh- there's a lot. No, because there were several emails leaked. Bare, bare hella emails. Okay, let me read this one. This is what Healy <sighs> says. The amendments confirm the quagmire of new quangos contradictory duties and bureaucratic fudges in the government's NHS reorganisation. But it still showed that the long-term toy plans to break up the NHS introduce a full-scale market re- remain intact. This process has been botched, botched from the start. It is a grace for government to think patients, groups, professional groups and experts can properly scrutinise these amendments in just two days. Yeah, but I've been saying that the toys are deliberately trying to break up the NHS. But the NHS is, needs, needs serious reform and can't currently continue to stay. If you want to find out why, I'll post a link to the podcast. Where how do you feel about privatization? Then I I, I do not believe in privatization. Um, especially a lot of my opinions are from like logic rational, but I, I do lean on my boy who's um Dr. Lee for those who listen to the podcast with him. Um, he does give me a lot of information and he's like he just believes that healthcare should be one thing that is done by the state because of the nature of the product that is is healthcare. Yeah, and it's in the best interest of the people. However, stuff like a um, fee at a point of access will help curb the demand side issues. There's loads of demand side. So for example, yeah. the last five years, the amount of activity in A&E alone has gone up by 15% in the last five years. Obviously, people are living longer than ever because healthcare and medicine is getting better. The cost yeah. of medicine is skyrocketing. 
Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but in terms of funding isn't skyrocketing. Yeah. Nor is the total amount of healthcare um, workers. But the amount of patients is going one way. So you've got to find ways to curb the demand. You've got to find ways to have more offline methods of, of, of consultation. All that type of stuff. So that's my view on NHS. But I, get, I, don't, I don't believe in privatization. I get that, but then if you link it with the whole Brexit thing, um, I can't give you the exact statistic, but a large proportion of our doctors and nurses actually come from the European Union. Yes. So with that being the case, like post Brexit, like what's happening? The fact that we don't even know what the hell is going to happen post Brexit, like what Brexit we're getting, is mad. But it's really three years on. Yeah. I think something. I think one one time I was looking at data like three years ago, something like fifty percent of Nurses aren't British nationals. Exactly. So that's just another thing to think about for these for these anti-foreigner people. Like that, your beloved NHS is being propped up by the people that you don't really like. To. I was reading a crazy article the other day actually, where a guy actually refused a doctor because he was of Asian. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, like some some of the people near to me have told me of these same things. Can like, I get a white doctor? Yeah. Big man die. That's what I'll say. I die because you're clearly not well and uh, unwell enough. You know. Yeah. Come like, back in about twenty minutes. Go, go die, go die somewhere else. Let me see somebody else. <laughs> you freed up a slot for me. Like it's, it's it's ridiculous. Okay, so labor. So, Mr. JC and 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 his crew have been have been um, fence sitting. Well, with Brexit, they fence it, but they've been talking a lot about what they want to do. So you, you um, briefly uh, mentioned the broadband plan. So today, um, the shadow secretary, I mean, um, chancellor spoke about by 2030, they want to have free broadband for all UK homes. Um, I think, what else did they say? They want to also part privatise um, BT. Um, I'm more interested to see what is this policy? When they say free broadband for all, do they mean that whoever hasn't got broadband will be provided broadband or... If you can't afford broadband, they'll provide broadband. Or is there going to be a nationalized broadband provider that is available free to everybody if they want to use it or if they don't, they can have a private broadband like BTE or whatever, just like the NHS? I'll be completely honest. That sounds too good to be true. And if it does, it usually is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely very skeptical about it. But it's it's like, it goes back to what you said previously, extremely vague, open to interpretation. Mm to leave room to manoeuvre once you're questioned about it four mm. years from now at the next election. Yeah, I'm going to... So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay tuned if we get any details from for that. But it does... I think 93... I checked today, 93% of UK households already have broadband. So at least 7% of them don't. Um, but then how would that work? So what, the 93% aren't going to get it for free and the 7% that... They no, have, but they said for get... all homes. So I would imagine it is some form of... Oh, like subsidy... Or something, or maybe they just there's like a let's call it let's let's say it's labor internet for example, and then it's everybody has access to it if they want to. Yeah. But same way everybody has access NHS if they want to, but some people only go to private hospitals. Yeah. And maybe some people are like now we okay internet's cool, but we rather get BT or Virgin. Maybe it might be one of those situations. I don't know, but that'd be interesting to see. Um, With that announcement, the shares of BT fell two percent. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Well, of course, if they're trying to man, say, right? You've been trying to privatize beat. Nah, cause um, there was also talks. Um, they want to privatize the energy companies. What do you think about that? 
I actually haven't I haven't come across that unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, they want to nationalize some of the energy companies. So which ones are they talking about specifically? Nothing's been mentioned specifically in terms of which ones. I don't well not that I've been I've been reading, but these energy companies are massive companies. So the cost to acquire shares will be astronomical. Okay. So that's an interesting like I know uh people are gonna like supporters of like Jeremy Corbyn, I'm like, you like like there's no money to spend. Like, nobody's saying that. But legit, man's talking about, like, seize, taking, like, buying shares of huge companies and not just one, like, multiple. You talk about BT, you talk about potentially EDF, Empower, all these. Like, you're going to um, nationalize them. You're going to have to chop their shares, right? Yeah. That's going to cost mad P. With regards to BT, it's actually not that bad because um, I think their share price is only, like, 191 pence. But how many... So what is their total value though? That's the thing. Uh, I think they said 15 billion to 20 billion and then they're going to pump in 30 billion per year mm. to uh, maintain their bro- a project. Okay. Which is crazy numbers. That's, yeah, that's, that's big money. And that's just BT. The energy companies is wild. Um, I'll Google the share prices for that. Um, I'm not sure what price is. Energy companies. Um, what else was he talking about? So what do you think about the free... Um, free childcare for all two to four year olds for thirty hours. Free thirty fate. hours. Yeah, thirty hours, isn't it? Yeah. I think. Is it gonna happen? Is it? Is it? Because I, I, I think I don't believe them, man. They're promising me the world. Yeah. Like, why aren't they offering me at this point? <laughs> I think. Um, currently, it's three to four year olds get um, can get fifteen hours. And then I think in certain circumstances, you can get 30 hours. But somebody, I can't remember who the gentleman was. I apologize if we listen to this. I think he did tweet me say, it's not that the, the criteria to get the 30 hours treatment, 30 hours free um, childcare, uh, as of now for three to four year olds, the criteria isn't that deep. So quite a lot of people have access to it anyway. What, 30 hours? Yeah, or free. Yeah, 30 hours a Yeah. Well, I think the total amount of hours you get, if you prorate it, it works out to be like 30 hours a week. Yeah. It's not bad at all, but um, I don't know. It has to make sense because like Scandinavian countries, Sweden specifically, I think they pay about £30 a whole week for like childcare or something like that. That's crazy. But then the upper end of like taxes is like 55% or something like Do, that. A lot of people say, oh, the Sweden. Nah, it don't work for that because Sweden has a pop- Sweden's population is like the same as London's basically. Yeah. Denmark, Norway, Finland, it's about 5 million. So that's like Manchester and Birmingham combined. The UK... It's a lot easier to do redistributive, um, to have a redistributive yeah, economy yeah. if it's a lot truncated and culturally they're more, what's the word I'm looking for? Homogenous. Yeah. Whereas in the UK, culturally, we're very diverse and broad. And it's, there's 70, 80 million people. You can't really do a property. It's, it's almost impossible to mirror what Sweden do for the size yeah. of the UK. But they've, they've got a pattern um, correctly. Um, but even in their even in their case, even though that they're very like a very minute country in terms of like with regards to like their population, even they have to like raise taxes in yes. order in order to get there. And Jeremy Corbyn's telling me what he's only going to raise about five percent to forty five. Oh, was it forty five or fifty percent? Yeah, that, that's that's for the and that's only for people who earn above eighty five thousand. And Sweden has to do it to fifty five percent, and you're telling me you're going to give me all of this? It just doesn't seem plausible. Yeah, that's what um. See, um, Corbyn has said that um, they will not 
raise taxes for anybody below that. And no, they will not raise income taxes for any below that. So you you should take him on his word. But I believe that if you're going to have like a really, really strong spending spree where you're doing a lot of radical things, I could see, obviously he's not going to do everything on day one. Yeah. Well, I would hope, but it's very unrealistic. In fact, that won't happen. But across, let's say Corbyn has like two, three terms. He's going to, he's going to, he may raise um, income taxes to attempt to fund that across the board. Not maybe not at the bottom end, but definitely in the middle end, squeezing the middle class. But um, yeah, do you know what? At first, when I heard the childcare thing, I thought that was cap. I still think it is a bit cappy, but it's not as cappy as I thought, which is quite an interesting term. What else have Labour said this week? And I was just like, energy prices, uh, broadbound. What I didn't like here, I don't like the thing when they were like, I'm not sure you saw this, where they're going to... I'm going to stop doing punishment on the board members or bosses of companies with a gender or pay gap problem. Because... That's bullshit. Yeah, I spoke on gender pay gap thing. It's the biggest propaganda. Okay, so for those who don't know, gender pay gap is, let's say it is Hussein's company called Hussein Corporation. You take every single member of staff that's a man and then let's say there's 100 of them. You combine their salary, divide it by 100. And let's say there's 100 women as well. Take all their salary, divide it by 100. That's your... That's your wage. Average, 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 wage yeah, average. For However, that doesn't take into account what jobs they do. <laughs> so let's say, for example, in this case, like most of the women, they're senior managers, they're on the board of directors, they're earning the big P's. And then let's say most of the men, for example, they're entry level, they're maybe associates, they may be um, kitchen staff, they may be um, facilities management, PAs. Uh, maybe PAs, for example. Let's flip the script. Um, there, there'll be a wage gap where the women earn... Significantly more. more But that doesn't mean That not It can mean But it It can mean It also can't mean But you cannot use that data To say people being paid unfairly Because you're not looking at Same person You're not being, looking at it in depth same, It's just like you're Taking a broad class yeah, of Yeah you to, to find out if something Is um, unfair There's a thing called equal pay And that's a different measure Where You take Hussein And Sandra Both doing the same job How much are they earning What's the difference And the reality is If you look in a public sector you, um, because they do these equal pay gap measures internally. Obviously, they, they don't don't broadcast those. You see very very low, like less, literally less than a percent or two percent. And some of some of my boys working this field and he's giving me the, the gist. And that's because in public sector there's salary bans, yeah. so it's almost so it's very very difficult. But obviously, in the private sector, salary bans are a lot broader and a lot more open to negotiation and. and and all that type of stuff Exactly And just to hold you on that point That if it's open to negotiation And I negotiate better than you Like that has nothing to do with the company it's Yeah for example that. I'm sure people who are listening to podcasts Have seen jobs that say Let's say 30 to 35 45 to 50 And your recruit might tell you Oh judging your experience I think you sit here Or or you might say Do you know what? I think I sit here And then you negotiate You can you can literally So let's say Sandra could literally Negotiate a better salary than you You're doing the same job And it's nothing to do with but there are people in companies that literally do the exact same job, which are well, and there's still a disparity in their pay. Yeah, uh, sometimes that's because one person, let's say, is accountancy. One person might be fully qualified, he might be part qualified. One person might have ten years experience, he might have five. Or sometimes some people just literally are better negotiators. Than you. Yeah. Or sometimes it is prejudice. Like it's very difficult. You can't use wage, um, gender pay gap to determine things that need a lot more. Analysis And why it's so bad For example Easier I like to use an example Easier actually employs More women than men Obviously yeah. you've got Air hostesses All that type of stuff Obviously the men um, 
with the, the if you look with at the, the pilots, body, the, the pilots tend to be more men. Yeah. Board directors tend to be more men. So easy. So essentially, EasyJet will be punished for hiring women. That's literally it. You know what I'm saying? And also, some of these gender pay gap don't even take account account part time and full time. It just doesn't make sense. So, and I'm sure people in the Labour Party when they're developing policies know exactly what I just said. If they don't know, I'm not sure if that's even worse. It's either they're being manipulative and doing propaganda, or they are genuinely thick. Uh, I'm not sure which one's worse. Everyone's everyone's trying to garner votes, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not be stupid about this, man. Yeah. No, but, no, but some some MPs don't know shit though. I can't lie. I see some MPs talk and they don't know shit. How how do they get there? I wonder. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, honestly, some MPs are lit. Some MPs are bright, really bright people. Do bits in their constituency. Some are are, are, are kind of winging it. Quite relaxed. But like, some of you see on like ITV and Good Morning Britain, and I'm like, rah. Like when they get like a professional. So for example, there's this woman called Kate Andrews. She's from the IEA. Um, and when they like talk to her about like uh, pay gap or the NHS, she's just she's just annihilating them. Yeah. Because they don't they don't know what they're talking about. Obviously, they're just saying stuff that they think their people want to hear. But yeah, so I didn't really like that for... And you got people like Jacob Rees-Mogg, who's yeah. like socially awkward, borderline autistic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe what he said about Grenfell. Let's talk about that. So uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg, a member of the Conservative Party, former minister, I think it was minister, yeah. He um, essentially, I'm paraphrasing, when talking about Grenfell, said um, the people inside should have used common sense to essentially not listen to the instructions of the fire, um, the fire, fire brigade. And this is piggybacking off... When um, I think a couple week, couple two or three weeks ago, when uh, in Parliament, Jeremy Corbyn was wearing like a, a green tie, and then like MPs from the Conservatives were like laughing at him, and then Theresa May was, and this is true, she was fuming, she was legit fuming, and she was like, "What are you guys doing? He's wearing it because of Grenfell." Like she was fuming. She's like, "How? Like that just shows how detached." But I feel like that's a common theme when it comes to like the Tory party. Facts. Like you had uh, Boris Johnson try to mop up a flood, a flooded uh, shop or something like that. He didn't know how to use the mop. Oh, uh, do you know what? Yeah, when that woman was talking about it, I actually thought that was deep, yeah. Because it was fun- <laughs> it was very funny, yeah. But I was like, come on, like he's he, he's a privileged person. He's re- like, like, like that let that slide. But it was, they're such pagans. He would have had so- better success with his hair, I'll be honest. Yeah, <laughs> you're funny. That was hilarious though. She, oh, she's such a pay. I don't know how politicians keep their cool, you know. <laughs> that was so deep. But no. yeah, did you see how he was talking? She asked him, how are you relatable? And then uh, he was like, uh, 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 it was, uh, I was like, this uh, is Brexit, terrible. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was talking about Brexit. We're talking about how, how the British people relate to you. This is what I mean. There's he, a disconnect, bro. No, it's not just these people flipping. He's stealing the living. He's If he's a prime minister, that's a 200 and something bag salary. Yeah? Yeah. Not like he needs the money, but that's peas. You're getting paid like a quarter million. Obviously, to be the prime minister of the country, you should be... Obviously, probably, yeah. They probably, probably should be paid more. I think the US get about 400. Yes. People in Nigeria get 2M, so... <laughs> on paper. Yeah. And that's even more so... Let them know how much money they're yakking on the budgets. That's a for another day. But the fact that you can't... You weren't even prepared to answer a question, how can we relate to you, is asinine. It's... It's astounding, honestly. Yeah. If I'm being completely honest, like that guy never ceases to amaze me. Every day it's a new headline. Bro. I feel like he's taking on the Donald Trump role <laughs> in the UK. Fam, Donald Trump is a lot better. He's getting impeached though. Imagine. Would you believe it? Hmm? He's actually getting impeached. Do you know what? I've even followed that because it's, it's just too confusing. But like the fact he's getting, if he get, what, do you reckon he'll get impeached? 
Yeah, yeah, he's got about a year left. Uh, I reckon they'll get it past the line before then. I need to research that. That's Bantz, bro. But um, what he's trying to do is he's trying to run a spear campaign against Joe Biden and uh, his son's involvement in Ukraine. <laughs> he's fighting fire with fire. Trump is a joke. I can't like, as much as I, I don't like him. He's a gangster. Trump is flipping funny. He's he's flagrant with it. His Twitter, he had the greatest Twitter of all time. I remember one, like basically anybody who's like famous who pars him, He'll come like I remember one time I think it was like Robert De Niro because you know in Hollywood it's like it's popular to like insult Trump like now Trump's in power now everybody wants to talk about politics they're not make me sick yeah like what I do random randy what I do really hate about um about like celeb culture is like there's certain things that they jump on because it's cool so, like, yeah, yeah so like insulting Kanye is the cool thing so they do it and and Trump anyway so I think Robert De Niro was talking smack about Trump yeah Trump's like alright cool he goes Robert De Niro. <laughs> It's clearly so dumb. He must be punch drunk from all those movies. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> he called a former aide a dog. Like he's, oh, he's flagrant. Do, like, do you know what it is? Yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> I hate him and I hate all of his policies, but what I love about him is he lives in like extremes. Yeah. So he's like, Saudi Arabia is the most amazing country yeah. in the world. Yeah. Once he's got to deal with them, yeah. as soon as it goes to shit, it is the worst country in the world. Yeah. <laughs> You did. You wanted the hand move perfectly. <laughs> nah, I wish you could see that. He probably does that. Nah, he's the funniest. He's the funniest. Okay, cool. So, um, oh man. So, part of interest. So, you think that? Um, do you think that? Uh, what's his name? Boris will get a majority. A minor majority, but uh, I, th- I think that's not. It's not really like representative of what the people think. I think it's more so. Once again, he's the. Best pick out of a bad bunch mm, to people. Yeah. yeah, but with it, funny enough, in his own constituency, he has like the slimmest lead since like nineteen twenty nine. What's your constituency again? Is it Fulham? Uh, it's Ricelip and Ricelip. Yeah, where was that? West London. Uh, I forgot which. I forgot it specifically, but there's actually a student that used to go to Bruno University that's actually running against him. Oh, is it? And he's a Labour MP, and I think the difference between. Um, Poland shows that there's only a difference of like 6.5%. So if he loses that, he'll be the first prime minister to be in parl- uh to be prime minister and not have a seat in parliament as an MP. That'd be litty. I think get spun by a student, an ex-student, like a like a young person. That'd be so sick. Um <laughs> is your constituency um is your constituency is it uh, is it uh um, Brent, it's Brent, man. Brent. Like, yeah. So that's that should be Labour. Labour dominant, man. Labour, Labour dominant, yeah. Um mine mine says Labour dominant um dominant um now. Um, I'm gonna say again. Uh, so, so you're predicting a Corb, um, not Corbett, a Boris, um, small majority. I'm gonna predict. I don't know. He started off a bit rough for the Conservatives this week. Oh yeah, before we go, we should speak about Sajid. Sajid Javid. Oh, cause he was on Andrew Marshall and he was looking funny in the lights. Like Miles asking questions and he was just twerking. So essentially, for the listeners, so. Um, Sadi Javid, he's um, the current chancellor of the Exchequer. So Conservatives have always been speaking about how Labour can't do this. You might see this, um, them saying Labour want to spend a trillion, their trillion dollar, da, 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 trillion pound spending spree. And they've got this document where they said they've counted up everything. So Andrew Mard was like asking him questions, pressing him on where they got their numbers from. And essentially 50% of it is from Labour's 2017 manifesto. And to be fair to the Conservatives, Labour are not going to deviate in terms of they ain't going to go back on that and want to spend less. If anything, it looks like they're going to be a bit more aggressive if they're spending plans. So they got and 
the Labour manifesto costed itself. So they used 50% of Labour's calculations. And the rest is just basically on some of the policies they and the Conservatives are using their own estimates. But the problem is what the Conservatives sneakily did was they essentially calculated it as if if Jeremy Corbyn wins, he's going to implement everything and pay for everything on day one. Yeah. Which makes no sense. Yeah. You're going to do things gradually over the time. So they were bare sneaky. And so when Andrew Marr pressed him on that, Javid was looking, looking tense. Like, the only you can see is somebody's face and like, oh. And, and I think I, also- I've never rated them though. Really? I've always thought he was a bit of a pick me. A pick me? Yeah. Your jokes. No, I feel like he's, oh, mate, I feel like he's discontent with his own skin color. I feel like he wishes he was born white. Like him and Pretty Patel. Oh, Pretty Patel's an up and a half. She's a proper up. I spoke about her one of my podcasts. I feel like, honestly, like she doesn't see herself as like brown Asian. Like, mm. like she's dark white in her eyes. Yeah, she's what, <laughs> a young tan from my beef or something. Yeah, man. Some, like, okay, there's one, like I'm not against um, ethnic minorities being members of Conservative Party or running like... But have I, you seen, have you seen like some of, some of the things that she said about immigration and whatnot. Yes, exactly. <coughs> I'll stop to come to that. But when <coughs> you are speaking these type of manners, I'm like, the people the people who rep- who look like you, who who have had the like, same experience as you or could have the same experience as you, if they weren't less fortunate, you are shunning them. It's it's mad to me. Here's the here's the kicker though. Her parents were kicked out of um Idi Amin, where was he from? I can't can't remember. Idi Amin, Idi Amin. Oh uh, Zimbabwe, no, 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 Uganda, no, 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 Uganda, no, no, Uganda, yeah, yeah, Uganda. Yeah, not Zimbabwe, yeah. Uganda. So Idi Idi Amin, when he did the whole Asian people out of mm. Uganda, her parents were one of the, one of those migrants, and they migrated to the UK. The audacity of her! <laughs> How ironic! Imagine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, <laughs> we're gonna leave it. Do you want people to catch you? Catch me? Um, like on Twitter or anything like that. Okay. Yeah, why not? Hussein Gummy, H U W S E I N G U M M Y. I can't believe I started spelling my name. That's mm. embarrassing. <laughs> no, sometimes I do that. Don't when you're not used to doing something. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you know what? I must speak to you. I might. We should jump on the panel for the live show. Um, yes. So don't forget live show tickets. Um, Shubs.com. Um, all this stuff we're talking about. Of course, from now to then, there's going to be a lot of developments. Any questions you have. You can either hit Hussein up, hit me up, or just come to a live show. Uh, have you seen what, uh, just to go back on to um, politics and whatnot, have you seen what, um, what's his name? Brexit party, what was his name? Nigel Farage. Yeah. Have you seen what he's been doing lately? He's been moving in like a fort, bruv. Uh, <laughs> he's trying to sell front to the Tories. <laughs> he, he's sickening. He's sick. This, this whole, this whole year has been just a mess. And a lot of, a lot of, um, what's he called? Um, Politicians are really, sh- it's like they're not even hiding their self interest. Yeah. If that makes sense. But I'll probably get onto that on my next politics board. I might do one next week or not. But yes, because our time is running. Hussein, thank you for joining. Pleasure, man. Pleasure. I hope to have you back anytime, anytime you want. And make sure you catch Hussein. I'll, I'll plug his Twitter inside my uh, description, live show. Don't forget. And until next week, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.